Look, with interest rates set to rise and, of course, supply chain disruption, which stocks might benefit? What might be better to have in your pension than not? Now, we know last month was difficult for the equity markets. I had people calling up saying, is this it? Are we got the start of a crash? Are the good times over? Uh, and this wasn't too unexpected. The sort of September effect is well known. And you might think, hang on, didn't the biggest crashes happen in October? Yeah, well, actually, September's a pretty bad month. However, it was the stock market's worst, worst September in over a decade. So I might be partly putting things into context to make you think, oh, actually, okay, that's behind us at least. And we've come out of it not too badly. All three main US equity indices took a tumble. The Dow dropped three and a half percent. Doesn't sound like a lot. Felt like a lot worse if you were in highly volatile companies and especially companies which had had bagged quite large gains because guess what? People tend to sell their profits and uh, let their runners, cont- uh, let their losers run. The Nasdaq uh, was down as you would expect by a bit more, 4.6%. It's a more volatile index, got more technology-rich companies, got more companies which have produced bigger returns, so there's more profit taken to be had. And the S&P 500, that lost just under 4%, so somewhere between the Dow and the NASDAQ. There are several reasons, of course, for this. And as, as I mentioned earlier, September is traditionally a difficult month, so it's partly historic. But there were two other significant factors at play. Firstly, supply chain disruption, something which is very much in the news, something which everybody's talking about. Supply chain disruption caused many US companies to actually revise their earnings predictions with COVID-19 cases surging also in the US, the world's largest economy, as well as worldwide, businesses are being affected by logistical issues. It's not the deaths in hospitals, which we were worried about last year. This is just people being off sick, okay? Completely different issue. Uh, And the reason they're not dying but are off sick is obviously vaccination numbers have increased. As a result, companies can't meet demand, of course. These production failures translate into fewer sales, which will show up as fewer profits in the future. Okay, another aspect of the supply chain issues is higher material and labor costs, also for a similar reason. Uh, What about rising interest rates? Well, this has also had an impact. Rising bond yields are bad news for many of the tech giants. Bond yields have gone up because the market expects strong economic growth. However, if increasing interest rates accompany this growth, it will harm companies with high valuations based on future profits. It's just the way the mathematics works. Higher interest rates means uh, the profits these giants promise in the future will be worth far less. If you don't know what I'm talking about, discount cash flow effectively. Okay, we discount more future income uh, and what it's worth today if interest rates go up because uh, uh, we'd rather have the money now than in the future given the inherent uh, higher interest rate and the costs uh, of waiting. So with tech and manufacturing costs facing challenging headwinds, which stocks might benefit? Well, which stocks can benefit from supply chain issues and interest rate issues is the big question. CNBC's Jim Cramer sees this, and of course he's on the media, so it becomes self-fulfilling, sees this recent downturn as an opportunity to pick specific stocks at a discount. He believes that investors with an eye on the long term could use this opportunity to add some big tech stocks to their portfolio. 
Rising bond yields took a chunk off Apple, Amazon, and Salesforce in September, for instance. Another sector that has been performing well are bank stocks. Bank stocks have performed well in 2021, but they're still considered cheap by many analysts. Remember, if you owe money to a bank and inflation rises, then it should technically become easier for you to repay that money because inflation is paying away some of your debt anyway. Uh, analysts see this and they say, oh, banks will have fewer bad debts. Uh, the, the, the nominal sum of money they get back, uh, of course, won't be worth as much as the real term money because of inflation, but at least they'll get paid back. So it's supposed to be good for banks. That's the explanation and theory anyway. As the US economy recovers from the pandemic, experts suggest the Federal Reserve will tighten monetary policy. If the Fed does increase interest rates late next year, uh, it will significantly benefit lenders' profits. The KBW NASDAQ Bank Index closed the month strongly. It's up about 37% already this year as an index of banking stocks. At this rate, bank stocks are set to have their best year in two decades. And you might have seen me on the BBC in February talking about HSBC. And I said it's at multi-year lows. Whenever it's hit these multi-year lows over the last 20 odd years, it's gone up 100% within 12 months. Well, there you go. The Fed's latest uh, uh, plot, I guess you'd call it, suggests that nine out of the 18 officials anticipate a rate hike in 2022. This is from their internal documents. I mean, I say plot, they're not obviously plotting these things, but it's, you know, it's, it's just, we're trying to join up the dots here with what they might be thinking. This number is up from seven in June. Additionally, Jerome Powell, the chair of the Federal Reserve, has indicated that the central bank is likely to scale back on some of its substantial bond purchases, the, you know, quantitative easing. And it's another way uh, 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 of saying, guess what? It's going to be easier. It's going to be harder to get hold of cheap money. In other words, it's it's the parallel to higher interest rates. But banks who are sitting on long-term loans, an interest rate hike will add to their earnings. These future profits are reflected in bank stocks. Outstanding performance. All 24 KBW NASDAQ Bank Index members are up at least 3.5% with half of the index, uh, half of the index uh, stocks being up 10%. Three banks that investors should consider, therefore should consider, uh, doesn't mean you should definitely buy into them, Bank of America, JP Morgan Chase, and US Bank Corp. Bank of America, because of its excellent asset quality, JP Morgan Chase, for high profits and innovative fintech, and US Bank Corp for its reliable and consistent earnings from stable consumer products. So what would I say in summary? Well, as the, as the pandemic continues to play havoc across the globe and supply chains are beset with all these problems, well, holdups in supplies and materials have forced many companies to revise those earnings predictions. On top of this, rising interest rates are making the future uh, earnings of tech companies less appealing to investors. However, if interest rates continue to rise, holdings in bank stocks is... Not a bad idea at all, as we've seen already. And also some of the big tech giants will nevertheless, will nevertheless continue being beneficiaries. They've almost got a monopoly position as it is. So how could they not benefit as people look for a flight to safety if the headwinds push the markets lower?
Hope that was helpful and clear. Have a look at my campaign for a million.com where I am on a campaign to teach a million people how to be better investors and understand the economy and the world around them in uh, uh, as well in their investments. Thank you.